Welcome to Crimes, Killers, and Chianti with Yolanda Shoshana. I'm a culinary crime writer and content creator in New York City. In this podcast, I will review crime and thriller books, shows, and movies. Come through for the crimes, find out about the killers, and get the perfect wine to pair for when you watch and read. Let's do this. Hey, hey, thanks for coming in for a little CKC, Crimes, Killers, and Chianti with me, Yolanda Shoshana. In this episode, I will be talking about Murder Among the Mormons. It's a true crime docuseries on Netflix. The series goes into the 1985 bombings of Salt Lake City. Apparently, this Uh, is such a hot topic many have wanted to produce it for years and finally someone got it together got the information and here we are okay so murder among the mormons you know how it is i was not planning to watch this but you know netflix pops up a little intro And it teases you. And the next thing you know, you go into a rabbit hole. The good thing about this docuseries is it's only three episodes. And when I watched it, I think I started it at midnight. I literally was about to turn off the TV and go to bed because midnight is actually a good time for me, early for me to go to bed. I'm very nocturnal. I thought I'm about to get sleep, but I accidentally let episode one of the series start and then I got into it. Who would have thought that there was so much scandal among the Mormons? But then again, most of the time when people are kind of quiet in society, they kind of hide what's going on. They're the ones that have a lot of stuff going on in the background. And years ago, I had A roommate, when I lived in Harlem, she had left the Mormon church, which was scandalous because when you leave, there's all these things you can and cannot do, especially with your family. So I guess I shouldn't have been so surprised. So when the doc starts, we are introduced to this guy named Mark Hoffman. He's like the boy next door. He's got the kids, the house, you know, um... Not too bad looking, the kind of the the kind of guy that everybody wants to live next door to, right? Of course. But when I saw him, I thought this guy looks guilty as fuck, right? Mark is in the business of uh, finding uh, documents and historical documents, especially for the Mormon Church, the Mormon community. So, for example. Say he goes to old bookstores or he'll go to like a vintage sale and he'll look for a document that may end up being worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So this is Mark. And I'm like, okay. I still am thinking he has to be the one who's behind all this. And then as we continue to go on, I find out I was right. So Mark 
has been known for finding all these historical documents by the founder of the uh, Latter-day Saints Church, the movement, Joseph Smith. He's somehow found these letters, and some of them are scandalous. I say this in quotes because it would damage the church. And, of course, the church is like, okay, we're going to purchase these documents so they can... I don't know, I guess hide them, do whatever. But he's finding these documents and he's charging lots and lots of money. And in the meantime, he's going back and forth to New York as well, living like this high life. Even though he is Mormon, he comes to New York, he drinks and lives the high life. Can't say I blame a brother. But he's like this whole other person when he's not in Utah. But then, Mark, I say got greedy, because this is always what happens. When somebody gets greedy, when they are a scammer, they get greedy. They want that big payday. They want the, that million, millions of dollar payday. And he says he's got this document. Dun, dun, dun. And he even has come to New York and um, he's working with the guy in New York and he's like, I'm going to split this money with you. And he's, the guy in New York is like, oh, hell yes, payday, we're going to do this. And turns out, of course, it is a lie because Mark has pulled off some of the biggest Ponzi schemes when it comes to documents, these authentic documents, because at the end of the day, at the end of it all, he is a forager. He's forged everything he's he's sold i mean homeboy was good at what he did though <laughs> so i'll give him you know a high five for that but he had to cover his tracks which means he had to kill a couple people in the mix of that he even bombed his own car to make it look good what so he bombs his car he's in the hospital himself and the police kind of get on to him for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure how the police uh, considered him to be a suspect. I guess somebody said, hmm. But they had taken a, a lot of documents from his home and they started looking through them. And that technically was his demise. The documents. They found something that connected him to a store in another city where he had bought the things to create the whole forage stuff. So... He, of course, ultimately admits it, and he says it just was something that he always did. When He started when he was young. He started fooling people and lying to people. So he basically is a forager and I'd say a narcissist. His wife didn't know anything about it. I, at first, the police didn't believe her. I believe her because, you know, this was in the 1980s and she's a Mormon wife. So she's doing what she's supposed to do. She's a good wife and she stays out of what they call his secret room. He had his own room that he, that she could not go in and the kids could not go in. But I always say people, if your partner has a secret room, you need to go in that room whenever they're out and find out what they're hiding because can't no good come from that room. Either there's a dead body uh, some documents, something that one day is going to come and bite both of you in the ass. So you need to law and order that room so that you know what's going on. The documentary is fine. I didn't think it was amazing. You'll learn some stuff and you'll definitely get um, some 
some insight on what happened because I, I didn't even know that this had happened in the community, but it shook the Mormon community. Uh, so for what it is, I think it's a pretty good documentary and put together well. I think they probably could have did it in two episodes. It just made one long movie. But, you know, it's good to have all that information put in. I always say a tough, it's a tough job for documentary makers because you're going to find out stuff along the way and you have to figure out what you want to keep. But definitely worth watching. And it's only three episodes. So when you got three hours to just kind of sit and chill and have a glass of wine, it's a good one. Now, what would I pair with it? When it comes to the wine pairing for this, the perfect pairing would be the Bone Shaker Zinfandel. Yes. The Bone Shaker Zinfandel is a California wine made in Lodi by the Han family. I really love their reds. I think they do a great job with reds. And it's full of spice and everything nice with flavors of plum, leather, blackberry, and of course, the spices. And Bone Shaker, because, well... Mark Hoffman made bombs with shook bones. I know I'm horrible, but it's also a good wine. So when you sit and watch Murder Among Mormons, Bone Shaker Zinfandel. And if you can't find this one, just get a good juicy red from Cali and enjoy. Cheers. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to stop by my website, YolandaShoshana.com, and sign up for my newsletter, The Don Dizette, which is a mix of lifestyle and a little bit of everything. Until next time, cheers.